It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for joining us here on TogiNet Radio for the Lisa Lewis Show. And I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And today is Thankful Thursday. And we have a phenomenal show for you today. Today's topic is how to become a millionaire. And remember, everybody doesn't want to uh, maybe have a lot of wealth or even be rich. So that's wonderful. However, uh, hopefully some of the tips that I share with you from uh, world-renowned millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires it will be um, something that you can glean from and maybe that you can impart in your everyday life and budget and expenses. And, you know, as we know, there's only three things that we can do with our money, right? That is, um, that is uh, spend it, uh, save it, and give it away. So um, we want to be able to be in a position to do all of those things with an equilibrium. Um, you know, I do not promote anybody being in debt. I, I am from the, from the old school of uh, being debt-free. Um, I also love the teachings of David Ramsey. Um, uh, God bless him and all that he does to help all of us who want to be uh, financial savvy and want to be debt-free. He uh, certainly has a lot of tools and books out there to help keep us on the right track, right? So let's just get into this. Today I'm going to share with you some topics on uh, that I have gleaned from uh, the Shark Tank. Uh, if you've been listening to my show at all, you know I also loved watching the Shark Tank and gleaning from all of those entrepreneurs. And I'm an entrepreneur myself, a budding entrepreneur, and on the best track to becoming a, a multimillionaire myself and so that way I can live like no other and also I can give like no other. So um, we're going to get started here and like I said, I'll be sharing with you um, things that I've gleaned from the Shark Tank uh, members themselves, the stars of Shark Tank. So here we go. Uh, if there's one thing the stars of Shark Tank know, it's how to make money. Mark Cuban opened a bar before he was of legal drinking age. The Raising College campus venture lasted six short months. A scandalous uh, snafu with a wet t-shirt contest led to the watering hole sorry end. The former bartender's later business bet, legal ones of the tech-related kind, fared exponentially better, eventually landing him in the Millionaire Club, then not long after into the Three Commas Club. That's right, the realm of billionaires. Also, Kevin O'Leary came into his first millions after spinning a $10,000 seed investment from his mother into an ed tech 
startup. And not too long, Mattel scooped it up for $3.6 billion. Damon John, he stitched a $100,000 seed investment investment from his mom who mortgaged her house to give it to him into FUBU. The fashion startup cleared hundreds of thousands of millions in sales within six years. And then next we have Chris Bakas. His path to millions and later to billions is tied to incredibly successful startups too, though interestingly, none of his own. He lucked out with some very early and very wise investments in Uber, Instagram, Twitter, and Kickstarter, and that's just the short list. Then we have Lori Grinner. Spun her love of inventing uh, solutions to everyday annoyances into a multi-million dollar retail operation. Robert Hershevac, also a multi-millionaire entrepreneur, went from rags to astronomical riches within a few years of immigrating from Croatia to Canada in the pursuit of a better life. And after failing at 22 jobs, former diner waitress Barbara Cochran turned $1,000 she borrowed from a boyfriend into a $6 billion New York City real estate empire that's still going strong. So um, that you know, that I just wanted to share with you some of the you know what their backgrounds were because uh, most people think, well, you know, um, they were born with a silver spoon or fork in their mouth, uh, and or you know they were given a fourteen million dollar startup money from their father and things like that. But these people, what they do have is they all have a story to tell, right? They all come to me from rags to riches. And, uh, but one thing that they're consistent about is being consistent. And if something doesn't work, they shut that down and they reinvent themselves or they come up with a different idea because sometimes it's not that you uh, aren't doing well or a failure or that you suck. It's just that you're, maybe the idea does. Maybe it's just not a good idea and you need to go back to the drawing board and start anew. Uh, maybe it is that you need to be around people who are wiser than you are. It tells us in the Holy Bible to seek wise counsel. <laughs> so, you know, um, and then it's uh, persistence and dedication and you must have a work ethic. You must be willing to get up and work at something that is going to be uh, produce a future for you, a future for others if you have a brilliant idea. Uh, I tell my our son now, Jack, who's nine, you can be the next inventor of something spectacular that's going to be a blessing to millions and billions of people to come. And so, you know, it's not where you start, it's where you finish, but also you have to have a circle of people, of people of influence, people who are willing to pour into you early on or wherever you're at. Um, it's never too late, right, to start a new beginning. And so that's why I hope um, 
in my heart today that you will glean from this. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show right here on Toginet Radio. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today is Thankful Thursday. And we're so thankful to have you here with us as our valued listeners. So sit back and take some notes. And also, we love to hear your feedback. So keep it coming. And you can email us always at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. Also, you can call the office directly at 210-240-8845. Next up uh, is be competitive and pig-headed, if you will. If you want to be really rich, you better decide early to start a business of your own. It's only when you put yourself in charge that you have a shot at becoming wealthy. Every business is born out of an individual's intense passion and a real need to succeed. So you'll need enough passion to get started, but also enough to get through the intense 12-hour days when the chips are down and everything and everyone seems against you. But if you're competitive and pig-headed enough to get over the failures without wasting time, feeling sorry for yourself, and if you can Fire enough good people to join you, you can pretty much become as wealthy as you want. Next, work hard and do whatever it takes. There's being wealthy and doing well and having your dreams come true. And there's being in a situation where things escalate. Whether it's you or someone you know, The stock market can and has gone nuts in the past, right? And we all want to be rich and happy. But, um, you know, it it takes, you know, the perseverance and, like I said, the pigheadedness to get through that and to make that happen. So to become a millionaire, you've really got to find something that you love to do because it's going to take so much work that you can't just say, okay, this is the one industry I can make a lot of money in, or I can get this all the time, which is crazy. I want to be wealthy. What kind of business or company should I start? You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. So you just have to, like I said, persevere and also have the right uh, startup for the times, whatever those times are. And then do people need it? You have to, you know, you also have to ask that question. Is what I'm doing, does anyone, will anyone pay me for it? You know, um, is this a service or product that multitudes of people could glean from? So you've got to be good at something and not only be good at it, but you've got to love it. And then you're willing to work and do whatever it takes. Then if you're fortunate, that turns into something that creates wealth for you. I found out that I uh, love computers and pretty much am teaching myself uh, about this particular program. I had no problem working 20 straight hours learning something or coding. That led to building and formulating my first company. But it wasn't like, how am I going to be rich? I didn't ask that question. It was more like, let me just start the company in this industry because there's going to be somebody who's going to know the business better than me, and then I can hire them or get them to come on board 
and then we can really make magic, right? Because as you know, there is no I in team, and you do need a great team to surround you um, and to be in your amen corner, and also to tell you if things aren't working out and maybe there's a different way or path in which you can get uh, better results than that of which you were thinking at the time. Uh, so you just tuned in. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today is Thankful Thursday. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll give you more tips on how to become a millionaire. Please stay tuned. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And today is Thankful Thursday, and we are thankful to bring the topic of how to become a millionaire and how to prepare just to get out of debt and just to be um, financial savvy in your everyday life. 
So next we're talking about do what you love and do it well. Find something you love to do that you are passionate about and also good at. Don't have the goal to be a millionaire. Have the goal to be successful and plan to give it all you've got. Critically important, make sure you are hands-on and the one driving things because no one will care about your business like you do. Be involved in all details and be aggressive at attaining your goals and know how to pivot when necessary. That is so true. Um, uh, no one will care more about what it is that you have in mind, your vision, than you will. But it's also imperative that you bring together a team that is on board with your vision, with your passion, with your mission. And um, as you're interviewing, if you find out that, you know, they just don't have enough maybe um, spunk, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever it is um, that you feel that maybe perhaps they wouldn't be the best on your team, then, you know, it's okay not to employ those people, you know, to say, you know, Nick, thank you for coming in, but, you know, you don't have to uh, obviously employ everybody that comes through the door for an interview. You just have to make sure that you're asking, like they say, you're asking the right questions in order to get the right answers, right? Um, so next up is work for yourself and work hard for yourself, right? Work as if, um, you know, you, you know, like no one else would, because a lot of times what we, what I found is that we all will work harder for a nine to five, but then when we go in business for ourselves, we let ourselves off the hook. Sometimes we don't, you know, wake up and show up. Uh, we take days off that we really shouldn't take off. Uh, and we wouldn't do that if, you know, if we were working for someone else. So sometimes the best thing uh, is being your own boss, but sometimes that could be the worst thing too, being your own boss if you've never been a boss before. So if you find yourself in those situations, it's best to um, have a, a an accountability partner who maybe for the first 90 days or 120 days will you know be on you will call you and make sure you're out of bed make sure that you you know you've gotten up and did your exercise make sure that you you know you've made the bed things of that nature uh, maybe you need a coach perhaps or maybe just a good uh, accountability partner who doesn't mind investing in you with their time and um, you know or maybe you can call them once a week whatever it is that you want to set up and then you can go over all the things that you had on your list to do and all the things that you actually accomplished. And maybe you can come up with a game plan moving forward into the next week and the next week and so forth. So today we're talking about how to become a millionaire. Next up, first of all, you're not going to become a millionaire working for someone else. <laughs> Usually that doesn't happen, right? That's a highly unlikely outcome. Unless it's an entrepreneurial situation, where you're getting some equity in the company. If you can afford to take a risk and you're young enough, either start your own company or be involved with one where you're racking up equity. There's no other path to becoming a millionaire. No employer is going to let you make a million dollars off of their business. They don't have to. 
realize that if you want that path, that journey to becoming a millionaire, you have to sacrifice a lot and work very hard. There is, um, there's a balance. Sometimes people say, well, there's no balance in that. But there, I, think, I believe there's a balance in, in everything that you do, even um, having children. Uh, you know, I have a fourth grader now, and um, I have the, the pleasure of being able to um, take him to school and also be there to pick him up every day. And so in between that time, I know that that time is mine and I have time to work on my business. And then when he gets out of school, then that's his time uh, be- uh, between the time I pick him up from school to the time I tuck him in for bed. That is his time that he gets to, you know, that I get to be his mom and do everything that I need to do for him. And then after that time, then I can go back and work some more on my business. Um, you know, after people hours, I, you can work on your business and do things that don't require you talking to someone. You can have the freedom to work on your laptop, your computer, your desktop, your iPad, uh, whatever it is that you, you're doing. And a lot of things you can get done that way. Cause that's what I find I have to do, uh, especially when school is in, um, then I am around his time. <laughs> and as I always say, when summer is out, then he's around my time. So uh, find the need and solve a problem. I think we talked a little about a little bit about that uh, on the top of the hour. You don't become a millionaire because you're singularly focused on making a lot of money. You've got to go back to the basics. Find a need, solve a problem, and most importantly, make sure you have a customer. If those things are in place and you have the ability to scale, now we're talking. It's going to be incredibly hard work, harder than you've ever imagined, but it's the best time in America to start a business. The time is now. Next, find your passion and pursue what you love. Don't think about the money. Go out there and do something that you really, really love, even if it's not something you you went to school for. Find Find out what your passion is. I can't guarantee that you're ever going to make a dollar doing anything, but do something that you absolutely love and you're going to look back over the years and say that you enjoyed life. That's for sure. Don't blow your money and stay out of debt. My best piece of advice for the quickest way to get wealth is not to spend any of your money. And then you'll have more than you need. People get out ahead of themselves in debt with spending on all of their desires. But if you learn to live pretty simply and well under your means, you feel incredibly, incredibly wealthy. And that frees you up and gives you the option to start something new, to leave a job you're not excited about, where there might be a glass ceiling on you. Just don't spend your money and you're well on your way to becoming a millionaire. You don't get wealth blowing your money. That's for sure. <laughs> and also, uh, I, I find myself listening to um, podcasts of people such as Dave Ramsey. Um, I, I listen to that and I let that pour into my spirit and sink into my spirit and on the way to school, I remember I remember last year or the year before it was um, I listened to 
like Tony Robbins and Barbara Cochran and, you know, Tom Bilyeu and people like that. And now um, this season of my life, I'm listening to Dave Ramsey and I listen to him on the way to school. So that way Jack gets to hear it too. So it was so funny because all of you Dave Ramsey listeners, such as I am, uh, shout out to you all. Um, as you know, when when someone calls in and uh, they say, you know, he's X how they are, and they say, um, and then they ask him how he is, he says, better than I deserve, right? So here's a little story. Yesterday, when I picked up my son for school, he jumps in and then he says, um, he says, how was your day? And I said, my day was fabulous. And I said, uh, how about your day? And he said, better than I deserved. <laughs> so your, your children really are listening. So put on some positivity, put on something. And I'm telling you, when you think they're back there doing something else, when you think they're back there just doing their Nintendo, or if they're, uh, if they're watching the DVD navigation, you know, if they're watching the DVD or whatever, they are listening. So make sure that you have something on the radio that is worth listening to because your children are listening even when you think that uh, they aren't. So that was just a little funny story. I, I, I couldn't do anything but um, but laugh because <laughs> I was like, oh, I know where he got that from. So uh, that, that was funny. If you'd like to call in, uh, you can always call directly at 210-240-8845. Also, if you'd like to send us a any feedback that you have for any upcoming shows or any shows that you've heard on podcasts, feel free to email us at company at gmail.com. We love to get your feedback. Also, we have our website up, which is a great tool, and you can head over to uh, com and uh, get on there and see uh, all of the different things that we've set up just for you. And also, uh, you can leave comments and get feedback there. And also, you can check out what's going on in our world, our part of the world, by going on there. Any events that we are having or planning um, is on there. Also, if you are a, a CEO or um, an executive and you would like to hire someone um, to come in and do an event for you, then you can call me. That's what we do here at the Lisa Lewis, at Lisa Lewis Company. We are a media and event planning company. And so we would love to uh, set up a complimentary call and go over all the details of your business. I am for hire, <laughs> just so you know. And I do travel in all of the United States of America. So I would love to... Uh, talk to all of you uh, bosses out there, all of you CEOs, you multimillionaire people, uh, any authors that we have out there. Just I am looking to travel more this year. So put me to hire and um, let's see what we can get going for you. When we come back on the other side of this break, we will talk more about how to become a millionaire. Please stay tuned.
Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for joining us today on this thankful Thursday. You're listening to The Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. Today, we are talking about how to become a millionaire. And even if you don't want to become a millionaire, more importantly, is how to live below your, your, what your income is and have a substantial life where you are able to give more, where you are able to have a stress-free life as much as possible. Now, life happens, okay? However, um, we can reduce a lot of our stress based on, you know, how we live and how we earn and how we give and how we save and how we spend. So um, this isn't for everyone. Everyone doesn't want to be wealthy. Everyone doesn't want to have the millionaire or billionaire status, and that's wonderful. What I do hope that you glean from this is how to live within your means And that way you can have a more enjoyable and exponential life and as well be able to give like no other so you can live like no other. So that's what the topic of this show is today. You know, your earning potential doesn't start with your job. It begins with your mindset. So if you want to become a millionaire, only if you want, (laughs) it doesn't hurt to start thinking and acting like one or thinking like one. So, I, you know, I was reading over, uh, I do a lot of research on the topic, and I was reading over some of the material that um, Keith Smith uh, has shared over the years. And so I'm going to give you some of his insights that he shared once he studied uh, millionaires and billionaires, and here is what he gleaned from doing so. Uh, so uh, he shares the insights he gleaned from spending two years working with and studying the ultra-rich, including the attitudes that distinguish their ways of thinking from that of the average person. If you want to set yourself up for success, here are four millionaire mindsets to adopt. Millionaires think long-term. Wealthy people don't only think about the present, they also consider the potential of the future. That means setting goals that might span years or decades, not just weeks or months. According to Smith, the longer you can stretch your thinking into the future, the wealthier you will become. That's because long-term goals force you to grapple 
with big picture questions such as, how can I double my income this year? Instead of short-term issues such as, how am I going to pay my bills this month? Smith finds that millionaires are willing to put temporary comfort on hold to seek out long-term financial freedom. And that mindset speaks to an important trait many millionaires share, which is patience. Middle-class people want instant gratification, Smith writes. I was like that for many years. Whatever I wanted, I charged to my credit card or put a little bit down and made payments on the balance. Now, I wait for the things I want because my goal is more freedom, not comfort. Rich and very rich people have developed the discipline of delayed gratification. Next, millionaires embrace change. Whether small or big, change can be intimidating. While the middle class tends to fear change, millionaires view any type of change as opportunity, Smith says. The problem with the middle class as it, as it assumes change will be negative most of the time, Smith writes. Millionaires assume that all change, positive or negative, will benefit them. Learning to welcome change and welcome the growth that often accompanies it builds confidence, which Smith says is key. Confidence is acquired through preparation and hard work. Confidence is the result of working on yourself. It is the benefit of proving yourself to yourself. It is knowing you can handle whatever comes your way. Next, millionaires never stop learning. Walk into any millionaire's home and you're likely to find an abundance of books, if not an entire library. That's because millionaires know that learning doesn't stop when you finish school. Success is a process. If a percentage of your income isn't going toward a financial education, you will stay trapped in the middle class. The more money you spend on financial knowledge, the more money you will make. The cheapest and easiest way to start investing in your financial education is through books. Are you aware that you can learn a concept in only a few hours from a book that took someone years to develop? I feel like some of the $20 books I have read were worth $20,000 because of what I learned from them. Next, millionaires ask themselves empowering questions. The number one difference Smith observes between millionaires and the middle class is how millionaires present information to themselves. While millionaires ask themselves empowering questions, the middle class tends to lean toward disempowering ones. Millionaires ponder, how can I make one million a year doing what I love? While middle class people stick to the practical, how can I get my boss to give me a raise? Millionaires look at a hard situation and ask, what is life trying to teach me right now? While the middle class tends to focus on why do bad things always happen to me? The distinction between these sets of questions is subtle but crucial. Empowering questions ask what you can do and disempowering questions ask what you can't do. Empowering questions cause you to reach for your full potential. 
The questions you ask yourself determine the results you get in life. How you frame situations informs how you handle them. Millionaires are more creative than reactive. Instead of simply taking things as they come, millionaires focus on how they can make the future better and different. And so these things are so important, and that's why I love, you know, getting books. Plus, you say, like Smith uh, said, you know, books is, is one of the easiest and less uh, expensive ways of uh, obtaining knowledge, thereby educating yourself and getting, uh, you know, ahead in life. And, you know, if you, not everyone wants to or can afford maybe new books, However, there are plenty of places that you can go for books. You know, um, I found half books to be good. Uh, the Salvation Army, uh, Goodwill, they always have books that you can go, go through. There's usually another thing um, the wealthy do is that they tend to give books away so that other people can have knowledge as well. Uh, I know in our, um, you know, in our community, there are some people that have the little book, the little book, the library, and you can go by and, you know, uh, borrow a book or take a book. And then when you're done, you can bring some books and replenish for the next person. And I tend to find that books that are, you know, well, some books now, they never go out of style, right? (laughs) But, you know, if you have a book that is uh, freshly used, uh, you know, um, turn it around, maybe go and donate it to, uh, the, the entities that I spoke of earlier, or if you're in a community that lets you have, now, of course, you need to check your zoning department and permit department if they allow you to put out the little uh, library, you know, the little, um, they usually look like a little house or a little bird house. <laughs> and then they're on a stand and things like that. And they have a latch and it says, you know, take a free book. And, and then also I find myself putting more books out there and having books in the car that, you know, um, my husband has recently read and, um, you know, putting those back out into society, into circulation, so others can be informed as well, right? So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, on this thankful Thursday. We're so glad to have you with us. And we always look forward to your positive feedback. And you can email us at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. Also, you can call the office directly by going to, by calling 210-240-8845. Also, we look forward to you going over to our website and giving us feedback and also seeing the latest and greatest that's going on in our world, our neck of the woods, by going to lisalewiscompany.com. You know, I would love to hear y'all's feedback on what things that you are doing in order to, um, you know, get your finances in order so that you can live like no other and give like no other. Uh, I'd be uh, interested in, you know, hearing um, all of your, you know, all of the different ways that maybe you can save or maybe that you spend money. Um one of the things that I learned how to do when I was uh, growing up was uh, I was in charge of clipping the coupons that came in the paper. <laughs> that was my one of my chores. And um, thankful enough, it stuck with me. 
And then when I got out of the house and on my own and was an adult, I started using coupons. What a concept, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, those are some different things that you can do also. Now, I am not the couponer, couponer who can go in and buy $500 worth of groceries and come out spending only 10 But there are uh, people who do that. Uh, and maybe you could start up a meetup where you could do that if you are that great person that knows how to do that and share that with others in the community as, uh, you know, community, you know, community service or outreach. Um, maybe you could, if you're great at couponing, you could talk to local churches or to uh, different meetup organizers or different mom and dad uh, groups and educate them on how to do that. And that's a way of giving back and uh, allowing people to keep more, you know, more of their money. I also find in my everyday life that I don't, we don't go to the grocery store once. Uh, or two or three times a week, what we've learned to do is we've spread, and I guess it just depends on how many is in your household, and we only have three in our household, and also what your um, eating patterns are. But, um, the you know, we have found that we can go get away with going to the store once every four weeks. And uh, of course, staples that give out like um, like uh, milk, orange juice, eggs, and bread. Now we tend to have to go get those probably every um, seven to ten days. But you know, you can just go to a corner store. My husband just goes up to Walgreens and gets those things. But the staples, you know, the the other things like the meats and the sides and you know veggies and all of that. We, can, we tend to can go once every four weeks, so that helps us. Anyway, stay tuned, and on the other side of the hour, we will wrap up the show on how to become a millionaire and how to be debt-free. Please stay with us. UK internet site BuzzFeed to help make your life a little more fun. Next time you catch a cold, try adding a touch of magic by holding a handful of glitter in front of your mouth just before you sneeze. By the way, here's a word coined by a Canadian disc jockey for that feeling you get just before you sneeze. Anticipation. Hey, slang is just language with its sleeves rolled up. The actual medical term for sneezing is sternutation. Here's a suggestion from one expert for making a cell phone last longer. You can double the battery life of your cell phone by simply putting the darn thing down. Well, that's plain old rumble gumption, which is another word for common sense. It's 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for joining us today on this thankful Thursday. You're listening to The Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. Today's topic is how to become a millionaire and how to live debt-free. And so next up, we I'm going to talk a little bit about managing your money. Number one on the list, stop spending and be thrifty. This is a key element of becoming a millionaire. Either you have the money in savings or you're spending it on things. You can't have both if you're aiming to become a millionaire. Most millionaires, a net worth of $1 million to $10 million, are living a very frugal and cost-effective life without hyper-expenditure. This includes live beneath your means, which we've been talking about. A good rule of thumb for your living situation is spend no more than one-third of your monthly salary on rent. Buy or a mortgage. Buy quality clothing, but don't pay ridiculous prices. A suit under five hundred under four hundred will do you just fine. Wear inexpensive watches, jewelry, and accessories. Don't collect things. Drive a reliable but affordable car of an ordinary brand. Avoid prestige and luxury brands. Stop comparing yourself to others and trying to keep up with them through spending. Number two on the list is familiarize yourself with savings. If you're not used to maxing out the credit card and not saving much, you're going to find it hard to become a millionaire at any stage in your lifetime. Begin by opening a savings account purely for keeping aside money and add to it regularly. This should be different from your everyday savings account that you use to draw bill payments from and it should preferably be one that has a higher interest rate than your usual savings account options. Having a savings account is one of the many ways where you can set up your money to work for you. Your initial deposit of money grows whether you make additional deposits by interest. Learn the different types of accounts, including accounts like IRAs. Saving money requires good self-discipline. Spend time working on any bad habits that take away from your self-discipline. Focus on what you can accomplish by saving rather than hoarding stuff or showing off to others through conspicuous consumption. And also, by all means, 
Um, anytime we're talking about money, figures, and numbers, I am not a CPA or an attorney, so you want to do your own due diligence and hire those people if and when you need to. And of course, before you make any huge investments, you want to seek out counseling uh, of some sort, whatever it's pertaining to. Uh, next up is invest in stocks. If you're gone ho for individual stocks, buy stocks of the companies whose products and services you use or purchase. One of the best ways to invest in individual stocks is through an investment club. You may want to consider forming one with your friends. However, whatever way you choose to buy stocks, get really sound and good financial advice first. Do your due diligence on that financial advisor check their reputation, and record and record of accomplishments first. Blue chip investments may be slower and less exciting than other stocks, but in the long run, they're sounder. And next up is buy mutual funds. Mutual funds are an investment of other investments. When you own a mutual fund, you own the securities, which means stocks, bonds, cash within the mutual with mutual funds, you are pooling your money with other investors and diversifying your investment. Again, uh, you'll want to talk to your uh, attorney or CPA regarding any investments that you want to make. Next up is getting into business. And you know I love this topic because I am an entrepreneur. So anytime that I can talk about entrepreneurship, I love doing so. Look at what people need, not necessarily at what you want when deciding on a business. There will always be things people need, and they need them to be done well. Things like garbage disposal, energy creation, providing products to the health and dying industries, etc. In addition, the certainty of customers should not be overlooked lightly. Choose a business that provides what people really need, and be prepared to put in the effort to make your products and services either the best or the most price efficient and unique. Next up, have a frugal startup. There is much talk about looking the part. There isn't much point looking at looking the part if it costs an arm and a leg to get it and you lack clients to pay for it. Get yourself a fabulous suit that is worn every day and makes you feel confident and ready to meet people, but be very careful with your office fit out and other business elements. Here are some ideas to help you get started initially. Consider renting offices that someone else furnishes, cleans, and that get shared around. Spend only the time needed in them to cut costs. If you do have your own offices, rent furniture or buy it cheap at auction. Lease anything that needs to be constantly updated, computers being number one in this group. Keep staff expenses under strict control from the beginning. Fly economy or use Skype and other online forms of virtual conferencing and avoid flying at all. Be eco-aware and turn off unused items all the time. Save the planet and your bottom line. Next up is monitor cash flow with an eagle eye in your startup business. This is one time in life where obsession is a good quality. 
every cent counts, and if it's not in your savings or being turned back into your business, it's in someone else's pocket. Don't neglect the viability of your business. Always pay attention to what isn't working and remedy it at the earliest possible opportunity. I know we talked about that early on. Don't neglect the mundane but essential parts of running a business, like time, sheet, tax, petty cash, invoicing, etc. Do them with clockwork regularity or employ someone who is capable to deal with these things. Deal with bad debt as soon as it rears its head. It isn't going away, so the earlier you face it, the better. Next up is find your business sweet spot. There are only three pieces to this. First, know your strengths that are unique to you or at least where you can add unique value. Then find a market, a group of people who want what you have to offer. Finally, you have to make sure those people will pay money for what you have to offer. Next up, define your brand. A brand is something more than a belief system that people have about you and your business. People will want to do business with somebody or some company they believe will solve a specific problem they have. You must be seen as the solution to that problem. Next, create your business model. Your business model must be either high fidelity or high convenience. If it's high fidelity, you will have fewer customers who will pay a lot. You need 100 customers at $10,000 each to make $1 million. If it's high comp convenience, you will have many customers paying you small amounts. You need 100,000 customers paying you $10 each to make $1 million. Next is decide on your exit strategy. The simplest way to make $1 million is to create a business, an asset that you can sell. People will often pay two times the annual earnings for a business. That means a $500,000 a year business can be sold for $1 million. That breaks down to having a business that makes roughly $40,000 per month. Next, make more profit from existing customers. The fastest way to increase your income is to sell more products and services to your existing customers. Find ways to add even more value and offer the products and services to your existing customer base. Next, build systems and scale up. This is a key entire secret to a massively accelerating your income growth. If you create a product that sells for 100 and you know that $50 was spent on advertising consistently produces one sale, you have a winning model as long as you pick a large market, scale up. And then last but never least is hire great people. Remember we talked about the team earlier. One of the biggest ways to go from a $60,000 a year income to a multi-million dollar business is by hiring great people. This is why all the large corporations focus on team building and leadership. It is only, it is the only way to have a great team is to be a great and successful leader. 
So I hope that some of this has helped someone today, and that always uh, blesses my heart, is when you listen and you can glean at least one thing, and I would love to get your feedback on what that one thing is, so you can personally email me at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. Also, you can call our office directly at 210-240-8845. And if you have a budding business or startup business and you would like to get some airtime, you can always call us and talk to us about putting your business ad on the radio. Uh, we here uh, are doing a fabulous job at getting out to people on Net Radio, and I just love being a part of that team and family. And uh, we welcome uh, you to call and to uh, discuss with us and put your ad on our next show here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And so we're coming down to that time. I have uh, been so um, thankful to be here with you today, and I hope for sure that you have gleaned at least one thing that you can take away from uh, this show today and be able to employ it into your life today. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. It's Thursday. It's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and in.